0: Hello, testing. Oh. Then that would have been my fault because I plugged that in this morning. I, I just, did I not just say that? I just said that, did I not? One time, Cody. So it was there, I heard it on the phone. Alright, so children can go to children's church this morning. Amen. Glad we got that fixed. Technology's great when you plug it in the right connections, right? Yeah, it does it does wonders when you do the right things. All right. I hear myself repeating back there. Right, it is. It has got a delay. It's like radio when you call in, you got a delay. That's all right. At least we're on. We're on this morning. There it is again. It's off now. Amen. <laughs> all right. Why can't we have come to church and have fun and laugh? Right. That's right. We ain't got to sit there all somber and silent, like some like like we're somewhere where we can't have no fun. But all right. Well, we're going to continue our study that we started this four weeks ago now on your faith, your faith. We've heard the word the past three weeks from three different individuals that God has brought forth. And, you know, I'll say it again if you wasn't here last week and didn't know what they preached on. If you want to know what they preached about, we've got it on YouTube, Facebook. There's a Faith Life app, Faith Life, that you can download and you can listen to it. And it will even show up the slides as the scriptures are coming across. You can watch it and listen to it. On your phone for free and it'll just follow the church on there. So there's all kind of avenues that we have right at our fingertips that we can hear the word of God and we can hear it repeated. We can hear it over and over again. We know, we know that that Brad preached about getting our soul ready, getting, getting us ready is what we need to do every time before we come in here is to get ourselves ready to receive the word of God. That, that is your job just as it's my job to make sure that I'm ready to present the Word of God to you today. So it's not just, I can't come in here on Sunday mornings and just open up and say, I think we'll read there. If I'd done that, you'd be like, well, Pastor didn't prepare at all. So what have you done to prepare this week to receive this morning? Are you doing every day what you need to to receive this morning? Because as we're going to talk about faith, that's the only way your faith is going to grow when you prepare yourself to receive to where you can understand the Word of God and truly hear it and then go out and do what the Word of God says. And in turn, your faith is going to grow. So we heard that. We heard J.J. preaching about hell and eternity. Are you going to spend eternity in hell or are you going to spend eternity in heaven? It's not temporary. There's no purgatory we're going to go live in, and then some hopefully we're going to get somewhere else. No, you're either going to heaven or hell when we leave this earth. So and then Pat last week preached on the gift that God's given us. Are we spreading that to all the others? Are we going out doing what God says to do? Or are we just playing around with the Word of God and and what He's called us to do. So I appreciate the Word that they preach because some of this is not easy to preach. You don't want to get up here and preach these kind of things. You want a bunch of amens and not a bunch of omits. You want a bunch of people laughing and giggling because you think that they're into your sermon instead of looking like, I really don't want to listen to this because it's stepping on my toes. So. I, I, I'm going on, I'm on to zone out for a little bit, look at my phone, think about something else, do all these other things because I really don't want to hear this today. I've been struggling with things and I know I need to hear it but I really don't want to hear it. And that's when you really need to listen and you really need to intently understand and make yourself listen to the Word of God. We deal with so much, even especially in my generation. We didn't have medicine for it, but we all dealt with ADD. And now we make excuses for it. And now sermons have to be so illustrated because everybody's used to looking at a TV screen or their phone or watching something else or a computer or something to keep their attention, they got to have scenes in front of them. I saw an illustration of some—I don't know where he was from—but he he was in a bed, but the bed—I mean, it's a full-size bed, mattress and everything. He's on it inside of a pool with water in it. With a paddle for illustration, having to illustrate a service. Well, that's, that's just great. I have, I've used illustrations before. But you can get to a point to where if you don't illustrate it and people don't see it on a screen or do something, then they just, they, they can't pay attention. They can't pay attention. And why is that? Because that's where we're at. Like Pat said, as a society, that's where we're at. That's why the generation, the younger generation, that's my children, are sitting at home today instead of going to church because it's not fun. That's why people don't come here as because we don't have programs for everything. So, all right, if you I'm glad nobody's sitting out there. with a little, got some anointing It went out. <laughs> so, so we don't, we don't see those things and they, There's no illustration. We don't have all these fun programs that make church fun so we can come and dance and jump around and do all this kind of stuff. And and that's why the church is not filled up. Not here. It's all over. And the churches that are, and I'm not saying there's churches all around that are filled up today, and I'm not saying they're preaching not the truth of the Word of God, but they got to add all these other stuff, all these fillers, all these adders. All the things, we gotta have our, we gotta have, instead of just the main course, the main dish, we gotta have our appetizers also. Then we want our dessert. We want everything given to us, free. We go to church and it's all free. And we can play and run and have fun and do all that, but when it comes to this time, we don't want to do it. You know, children, they, there's a hard transition when they get 12 to 13 to come out here. They're like, oh, I gotta sit out there today. It's awful. I can't eat chips. I can't drink drinks. I can't drink my Kool-Aid, right, Aiden? Yeah, you know. They don't. It ain't fun anymore. Church is not fun. Well, guess what? Life a lot of times is not fun. And as children grow older, they got to learn that life hits them in the face, and it's not always fun. And so when we come in here, we need to understand, even as adults. That the Word of God and what we hear every Sunday may not be fun, but it's what we need to hear. And that's why you're here this morning. Because it's what you need to hear. Whether you want to or not, it's what you need to hear. So we're going to talk about faith. Because three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, does anybody remember what the meaning of faith is in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1? You know what it is. Faith is what is it. Substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. We have faith. Faith. I have faith that, that the seats are going to be full. It's a substance of what I'm hoping for, but it's evidence of things we haven't seen yet, right? We have faith that this is going to be pushed out. We have faith that God's going to work in your life. I have faith that He's going to work in mine. But if I don't do what the Word of God says and stay constant on that, then the evidence of that's not going to be seen in my life like it needs to, nor is it yours. Because it's what we're hoping for. It's what we're believing for. So we put our faith and our trust and our hope in God. So so we know we get faith. How do we get faith? Romans ten seventeen, Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. So we come here and we hear. So the last three weeks, I've heard the Word of God. I've had an opportunity for my faith to grow. Because I've sat right there and I've listened to the Word of God. I've even went back. And listen to it again during the week. Why? So I can come up here and maybe remember what they said? Well, yes. Because I've been where all you are. And even sitting there for the past three weeks, I didn't remember everything that was spoken on Sunday mornings. So and that's another reason we make it available. So you can go back during the week free of charge. It costs you nothing. Because most of us are on social media, Facebook, YouTube anyway. You can just go there and listen to it for another 30 minutes. Well, I don't want to. Well, guess what? Our flesh doesn't want to do a lot of things that our spirit man does, does it? Don't want to do anything. It's contrary. But we need to. If we want our faith in God to grow, if we want our faith to grow, and what we know that God has called us to do, then we're going to have to listen. We're going to have to listen intently. And and get get everything ready and out of the way to listen to the Word of God. And And so our faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's how we get faith. I need my faith to grow. Here's a simplified... I thought about this the last time. So I'm on product share. See that? You got that? It says Victory Fellowship. I'm looking at the camera. There's three more back here. They're dollars each. if you want one. It is water, I promise. I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> Here's a simplified explanation of faith. That looks good, don't it? Looks good. I know... That I can sit here and look at it all day. Tomorrow. All week. And it's it's going to look good. I'm going to. And, and then I know that what's inside of this. This water. Is going to help me not be dehydrated. It's going to nourish my body. It's going to do things for me. To where I can get up and go on. Because my body needs this liquid. That's in this thing right here. But if I never open it. I'm going to die of dehydration, die of lacking of water, because I've set it there and I've looked at it, and it looks good, and I just love looking at it. I just love having it, same way we do our Bible, right? Love it. It looks good, and it looks good. Looks good sitting on my on on my by my chair, where people come in. And say, oh, look, he's he's reading the Bible in his recliner. It looks good. Looks good. Faith is built up because this Bible looks good. Just like my body's built up and not dehydrated because I've got this water right here. It does me no good if I don't open it up and I don't take this and I take a drink. It's no different than our faith. If we just look at the Word of God and we just carry it around with us, leave it on our dash in our vehicle where people walk by or in the back seat back there, Man, look, that's a Christian right there. Look, like a child of God. They got a Bible with them. Look at them. Carry it in with me when I go into work. I could carry it like this. People could look and see. But I could go in and and just lay it on my desk. Never open it during the day. Never do anything. It's the same way in our spiritual life. It's the same way in our walk in life that we want our faith to grow in our spiritual life, in our Christian life. If we never do anything but come here on Sunday mornings, and hear the word of God for, you know, I'm not long winded, 30, 40 minutes, and then never do anything else, then we're not doing anything. We're doing a little, the most, the least amount we can. I heard this this week on a podcast, and I've never thought of it this way. Going back to when the children of Israel were in, Egypt, or in, in the wilderness for 40 years, and God provided for them. And He said, You know, God provided, and He brought manna down every day, right? What did they have to do with that manna? They had to eat it all that day, didn't they? Why? Because it was no good the next day. They could put it up and seal it up into whatever. You could get your best Tupperware bowl that was ever put out. And you put that manna there, the next day it's gonna be molded and mildewed with bugs all over it and no good. And He put it this way, the same way with what we hear the Word of God. I could take it all in today. Tomorrow I need more. It's not that the Word of God spoiled and no good from from what I've heard today, but it's not doing me what I need for for today. It did yesterday what I needed it to. Today I need some more to get me through this day and tomorrow the next day. So every day we need more of the Word of God. And we need to hear more of the Word of God because we don't want that to spoil in our life. We don't want to just lay there dormant and not do anything. So as we hear the Word of God, and as we read the Word of God, and then it will produce out of our life, it will produce boldness where we can actually speak the Word of God to others. So we can come in here on Sunday mornings and lift our hands and speak to others about what God's done for us in our life and give back as we need to. And be a blessing to others as God's been a blessing to us. And and so that's where we need to be in our life. It's, It's just that simple. We've got to open the Word of God to know what's in it. I can tell you stuff, I can preach to you stuff, and everybody else that comes up here can. But as if I don't get in it during the week, if I don't do anything else with it, then my faith from Sunday is not going to make it till next Saturday. There's a whole bunch of stuff going to get in the way. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so it's sad in our in our in our church today in our Western culture that you know we think of faith. And, and we preach faith, and it got to a point, and it, you don't hear it as much now, but I remember when I was growing up, that faith kind of turned into that faith preaching kind of a prosperity type preaching. To where we look at faith, and oh, I got faith in God, then I can have material things on this earth. And it's so much more than just material things on this earth. And, and, and so, you know, you got into those prosperity, name it, claim it. And we're going to read in a minute one of the biggest name it, claim it passages that I've ever heard in my life. And I've heard it preached. And I'm not saying I heard it here preached falsely by no means. But I've heard it other places preached. And if we just give more, if we just have more faith. Boy, and you see the TV evangelists, and they're on now, but not as much as they was back in the 90s. You send me that $100, God's going to bless you. Send me a thousand dollars, I'll send you this prayer cloth. You gotta have faith. So we've got to send the money to and have faith to send them money, and then if we don't, then condemnation comes on us. Well, I guess I guess I don't have enough faith. I guess I don't have enough faith. And and the same thing works with how we use our physical life. If we don't have enough faith, then we think then the Satan comes to condemn us. Well, you can't believe God for your healing. You don't have enough faith. You're doing something wrong. Guess what? We're all doing something wrong. If we wasn't, then Jesus would not have had to have come. Jesus come to show us that we could not do it without Him. If we could do it without Him and do all these things. People say, well, you know, I want to read. If I could just read my Bible more. If I could just pray more. If I could just do this more. Sure, that's where we need to do that. But we fall into condemnation because, oh, I didn't read my Bible today. I guess something bad going to happen tomorrow. That's the kind of thought we get because we think God's gonna punish us for not doing it. No, we sent Jesus because we knew we couldn't do it without Him. And that's not a, that's not an an escape for us to say, well I got Jesus so He knows I didn't read, I didn't talk to Him today, I didn't do all this. No, it should be because He done this for us. Because he's done this, then I want to have that relationship with him. I want to read my Bible. I want to spend time with him in prayer. I want to spend that that relationship with him and get out of this thought of it's just religion. I'm just a Christian. I'm a a Baptist. I'm a Methodist. I'm a non-denominational. I'm all this. Because that's just religion. That's not relationship. We put a name, but the name that we got to proclaim is the name that's above every name, and that's the name of Jesus. Not all this other stuff that goes along with it. Because that's all man-made stuff. You know, I heard it last Sunday night. I heard the Church of Christ mentioned twice. It's like, because we're playing music. Well, so what? They're still in the body of Christ. I'm sorry. You're going to be surprised when you get to heaven who's there and who's not. And we're not up there, there's not going to be a section for the Baptist. There's not going to be a section for the Methodists. There's not going to be a section for the Church of Christ. There's not going to be a section for us as non-denominational Church of God, Pentecostal, whatever, everybody's going to be shouting and praising. Everybody. And and who cares if they got music or not? But we're so quick to put on other denominations because they don't teach it like we do. They don't do the things like we do. Well, they don't have this. Who cares? That's why there's so many divisions in the body of Christ. Because we got to have it our way instead of what Pat was talking about, the truth of God's Word. And we paint all these gray areas in there. And, well, you don't believe in the Holy Spirit. You don't do all this. You don't fall out. You don't believe in running around and being slain in the Spirit and, and, you know, speaking in tongues and all this kind of stuff. And you do, and you ain't going to go to heaven. All this mess that goes on that has nothing to do with nothing, that's not going to make your faith grow. We want to bring people into the body of Christ. And we've got to a point, if we don't watch it, in our culture to where we want to bring them in, but we want to show them how good everything can be once you come in. And it is. We want to show them all the good stuff. Look, you can have this. You have faith in God. You can have this, this, and this. Well, guess what? You can have faith in God and still have trouble, turmoil just whatever go wrong in your life, sickness, cancer, whatever else, and have faith in God. What did when When Paul lost his sight for those three days after the road to Damascus, what did the prophet come and tell him? He didn't come and tell him, hey, guess what? You're going to do mighty works for God through the name of Jesus. He said, no, I want you to go down there and tell him how he's going to suffer for me. How he's going to die in my name and be tortured and beat and everything like that. How many people would that bring into the body of Christ? If we told that today, hey, guess what? I've got something for you as eternal life and it's free. All you're going to have to do is be ridiculed every day. You're going to be pushed around. You're going to be punched in the face. You're going to be kicked around a little bit. You're going to be laughed at and scorned because of what you believe and who you believe in. And nobody's going to listen to you. And they're be like, why? Why would I do that? So we have to paint a pretty picture. Look, come in. Come on. The body of Christ is good. We're going to have fun in here. We're going to do all this other stuff. And it is. And there's a lot more fun times than there is bad. I promise. But while we're going through the bad times, we can still have fun times. Why? Because our faith and hope is in Jesus. That's where we're at. Not with all the physical stuff that with the name it, claim it group, wants to do and the prosperity bunch. And, you know, God wants me to have a... $14 million plane so I can go fly around to my $15 million mansion and all this other stuff because you gave more money to me. And and that's the, that's the thing. Now, God just wants you to be happy. God wants you to be prosperous. And He does. He wants you to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers, right? That's what the Word of God tells us. But we look at it all in a physical standpoint and materialistic standpoint to where we got to have all this good stuff. Sure, I drive good vehicles. Why? Because, not because I had enough faith in God to say, hey God, I'm, I'm getting this and I believe you're going to supply me with this money to pay this note every month. It's nothing to do with faith. Why do I got nice stuff? Because I pay for it. Why? Is that, is that biblical? Not really. The Bible says, oh no man, nothing. So there was no faith in me going to sign a note to say, I'll pay this much a month for this vehicle. I could go show somebody that a non-believer. Look what you can get when you become a Christian. That's a bunch of garbage. If you tithe more, if you give more, God will bless you more, and you'll have more physical stuff, and you'll have more money than you ever had, and then we don't get it, and we lose faith in the whole system and the whole thing going on because we want it now, and we want our checking account to be full, and we want to win the lottery, and we want to have millions of dollars. Because it's good to think. And me and Gabby joke about it. Look, if we win the lottery, if we played this Powerball ticket. If we win the lottery, boy. Just think of what we could do with the church. Well, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But what what am I doing? And is that is that I have faith in the lottery now. So I'm putting more faith in man. And I'm not saying anything about anybody that wants to play the lottery. Play it. I played it a couple times. Bought a couple of tickets. No, I, ain't. I ain't going to hell because I bought a couple of lottery tickets. But nobody is. The only reason you're going to hell is because Jesus is not Lord of your life. But then we do that and all of our faith, hope, and trust goes to the lottery. And then when we win it, oh, thank God. See, God, you come through for me. You let me win that lottery because I'm faithful to you. No, you won the lottery because your number's matched up. God's not up there. I think I'm going to let them win the lottery this time. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to turn it. If it don't land on a six, and I need a six, and I'm God's going to just magically turn it to a six. He's not doing that. Because faith is not just what we can get in this world. Faith, that's where we limit it to is what I can have. And when we get to that point, then we've missed the whole concept of faith. We missed everything that Jesus was talking about, just as He told His children or as His disciples when they was in that boat, and then they come to Him and He said, "Where is your faith? Where's your faith? The faith wasn't in Him as it needed to be." You know, He goes on. Let's read on right here. James chapter one and verse twenty-two. We hear the Word. We talked about that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, right? We've got to do more than hear. We can't just stop at hearing the Word of God. It does no good. Faith without works is dead, right? We, we know that's a scripture of faith. I was telling Bradley the other night. You get into reading about in the Bible about faith and looking up all the scriptures of faith, y'all wouldn't want to be here the amount of time today that I could read all the scriptures there is in the Bible about faith and then talk about them because I can't just read and not talk. So he said in James chapter 1 and verse 22, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. If you're that, you're just deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. We all do that, right? I did it this morning, fixing my hair. If we don't, then you don't know what you look like during the day. But then, if we're just a hearer and not a doer, then we go away. And then we see ourselves again, that's not me. I don't look like that. I don't sound like that. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. But he says, for he observes himself and go away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. We hear the word. You're hearing the word this morning. I'm preaching out of the word of God. New King James version, word of God. You've heard it. I just read James chapter 1 verse 22, 23. You've heard that this morning. So you 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 cannot say that you have not heard the Word this morning. You've not heard me preach my opinion. You've heard the Word of God spoke out of my mouth. But we can go out of here, get on that road. Something happened. I see it every Sunday. We go out to eat. I, I'm observing. I like to observe. And people's having to wait. And they're in church clothes. You know they are. I mean, they're, they, people don't wear khakis and dress shirts just to out to eat on Sunday afternoons. At the Applebee's or somewhere, at the Zagsby's, Jack's. And they're like, oh, my gosh. What it I, don't, I don't know what's taking them so long. I don't know why they got to be like this. I mean, just all that mad, mad. And I, I have said before, and, I, and I'm waiting to say again because I know it will happen. Was you just at church this morning? You was there. Right? I, I know I was at church. And I know this is aggravating, but guess what? You're going to live. Look at most people. Physically, they're not going to starve to death for another 20 minutes. I don't know what kind of word they heard, but I hope that none of these people out of Victor Fellowship Church go out to a restaurant and act that way on Sunday afternoons or any other day. I know I've not always acted right in a restaurant. Gabby can tell you. I do pretty good. But especially on Sundays, I like to watch because of the people that has been to church. We've been to church. Well, good for you. Are you showing that you're the church? Are you showing that you're the body of Christ? Because I've heard it said, and it's it's no secret that waiters and waitresses hate Sunday afternoons. Because they said that's the worst hips and that's the worst attitude that they get. We're supposed to be loving, giving people. We just sung a song about serving as Jesus serves. Loving those as Jesus loves them, right? And we go out from here, and we hear it, but we don't do it. So we go out from here and we one way because we're here and we don't even know who we are when we go out of here. Totally different. That's what Pat calls hypocrites. That's an example of a hypocrite. Act one way here, another way somewhere else. Sorry, that's what the Word of God says. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, this is the Word, the perfect law of liberty, and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, This one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. I want to be blessed in what I do. Blessings, again, like faith. We believe in God. Blessings don't always have to be material things. Blessings are not always material things. Blessings from God are an abundance of a plethora of whatever. And And it needs to start in our spiritual life. Because if we can get through this faith... That I'm not seeing what I'm believing for yet, but I know that God's gonna provide for me, then we're gonna grow in our faith. And we're gonna see and it'll become physical. It'll become it'll become something material it'll become out of it. But if we that's all we're looking for is just a quick get r- rich r- scheme, a pyramid scheme, and I do this and God does this. Now, that's not what the word of God says, nowhere. He does say if you follow my commandments and do what I tell you to do, you will be blessed in all you do. He does say that. But it doesn't give a time restraint on it. It doesn't give a time limit. God doesn't deal with 24 hours a day as we do. So He didn't say you do this for all week, Sunday to Sunday and come back Sunday, boy you're gonna be, it's it's gonna be great. It will be because you've done what God said throughout the week. But we got to get past looking at everything material. Everything, everything, you know, God's going to do for me. God's going to do for me. God doesn't have to do for you. He created you to worship Him, not Him to worship you. So we get past ourselves with those things. So why are there Christians with no, little or no evidence of faith in their life? Because it's too easy in our Western society and America to go get another loan, to go to another doctor. To go get another pill, to go do something else than to have faith in God to to deliver us out of those things. I'm living proof of it. It's too easy to have credit. It's too easy to have these things. We don't have to believe in God. I don't have enough money to pay for my bills. There is cash advance places all up and down the road. I mean, they come up in groves. And you're like, how are they surviving? Because you know, if I go in there and I need $500, I'm going to pay them back $1,500. But they're just making just hand over fist money. People going in there all the time. I'll just go sign another note. I'll just go sign another note. I've done it. I've never been in those places. Thank goodness I've never had to do that. But you're talking about bills. I've got bills. We've all got bills. Why? Because we want things. Physical things in our life. Material things that's not going to last. We want those things. I've been one of the world's worst. And and so we have those things, and then what happens? Then I have to believe God. Hey, thank you for the job that I can pay for this. Now get back to a point to where, hey, I need to give back more to God than what I'm giving to all these other creditors. I need to get to that point in my life, to where I'm doing more for Him and His service than I'm doing for my own service. So I'm not preaching to just y'all. I'm preaching to me, okay? I promise. Have all week. So we get into that name and claim it stuff. We do all these other things just to get ahead, just so we can say, look what God blessed me with. When God didn't bless you with it, you wouldn't sign a note. Okay? God didn't bless you with it. Now, God's blessed you with a job to pay for it. I ain't saying that. But he wants us to be wise with our finances, too. And I'm not, I'm not about to stand here and say, God wants you to drive old, broke-down stuff. He wants you to do all these things. He don't want you to have nice things. He don't want the nice things to have you. And that's where we are in our society today, all the nice things. You can see that by all the houses being built for three times as much as what they're worth and everything being built the way it is now the past couple of years and so people can have nice things. So let's move on. So in in Mark chapter 11, everybody knows this verse. We've read it here bunches of times, numerous times, talked about it, preached on it. You've heard Daddy preach on it. If you've been here for years, you've heard him use this a lot. I've used it a lot. Jesus, we know, walked past this fig tree and it wasn't producing. He cursed it. Cursed that fig tree. They come back the next day and Peter said, Look, Jesus, the fig tree you curse is withered down. Jesus has simply said, Have faith in God. Or the original translation, have the faith of God. You say, Where did God have faith? Where do you think faith originated from? When Genesis, when God spoke, there wasn't no world out there, was it? So God had faith enough to speak, even though he's all God, all powerful, and we we can get into that and it might blow your mind. Okay, faith originated from God. Had the faith of God. God spoke the world into existence. We're going to read that next time at some point in Hebrews chapter 11. He spoke those things. And and so, He spoke those things. So, had the faith of God. He said, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things we say it shall be done, he will have whatever he says. That'll get you fired up, won't it? Look, I can speak the Word of God. I can ask God for these things. And He's going to give them to me. That's where a lot of people think in their mind. They forget all the other stuff. So I can ask God. I can speak His Word. I can talk to Him a little bit a couple times a week. Say, God, thank You for that. Give that to me. Here we go with me again. We Become our own I-God. And God give that to me. And then He's going to do it. And then they go away because God hadn't done it by the next day. I guess this faith stuff don't work. I guess none of this works for me because I spoke it and I believed in God. And then now, now it ain't happening. It ain't happening when I want it to happen. Because we forget what He says and does not doubt in His heart. It didn't say you had to speak doubt. It didn't say you had to speak negative things. It says you do not doubt in your heart. Why your heart? Because Jesus also said, of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's ever here, if you've got an inkling of doubt today, what God's done for you here, then it's going to speak out here. We There's nobody in here, I don't believe, that saved today. If you are, then we need to pray. That Jesus is Lord of your life, and you prayed for that, and you believed, and had enough faith in Him. You had faith and trust in Jesus, someone you've never seen that was not physical to you. You've never, you've never, He's never just come and revealed Himself to you, shown His glory to you, done any of these things. But yet you believed on a man named Jesus, a spirit named Jesus, a God that you've never seen, and entrusted Him with your life. That one day you're going to be in heaven, right? We've done that. So is there an inkling of doubt in anybody's mind sitting here this morning that Jesus is not Lord of your life? Nobody raises their hand. So you had enough faith to do that. You had enough trust in Him to do that. So you didn't doubt that. Sure, there's days where Satan condemns us. Condemnation comes and he wants to make us doubt our salvation. But then we can rise up in the name of Jesus and say, no, I know what I have done. Well, that's boldness and that's they speak in faith. They speak in those things because we've never seen heaven. We don't know it, but we know that we said do that add on his heart. But we won't do that with the things here on earth. We'll do that with somebody that we've never laid eyes on and believe and trust in him. But when it comes to physical things, a lot of times our family situation, our work situation, whatever it is, we'll say, "Well, I'm praying for this to get better," but then there's that inkling of doubt that tries to sneak in. Why? Because we can see them acting retarded, we can see them sinning, we can look on whatever social media, and like, I can't believe they're posting that. I can't believe they're doing that. I can't believe I'm having to read this. Whatever it is, and then that doubt creeps in. Because he says, does not doubt in his heart. It didn't say we had to say anything, but we will because what's here is going to come out here. And so, so we read that, hey, I can say to this mountain, be there moved and cast into the sea, and, and he'll do whatever he says. But he goes on, because this is where a lot of us Christians fall into. Because we're not seeing it, we wonder why. Why am I not seeing what I've been praying for for months, years even? Why am I not seeing the fruit of that? It's not God, it's you. God hasn't changed. You haven't either, obviously, or something would be changing in your life and you would see something different. You would be talking different. You would be acting different. You would be doing things different in your life than what you was if we go on to this next verse. He says, therefore, so this is not two sections here. This was all in one section. He's talking to his disciples. Have faith in God. Do this. Don't doubt. Whatever you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you will have it. We'll read that in a second. He says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things when you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That's great. Awesome. I like it. you young live with that, right? Don't go out of here thinking that's the end of it. He says, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, anything against anyone, anything in your past, oh, well, they did this to me, I could never forgive them. Well, guess what? You're not going to stand praying and get what you believe or you see from God because you don't have, you still have unforgiveness in your life. Your faith is not going to grow where it needs to because you have unforgiveness in your life. Well, they haven't asked me to forgive them. I don't care. They didn't ask Jesus to forgive them either. And he's sitting there on the cross, stretched out, nailed to the cross and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So we're better than Jesus now? No. He says, if anyone is anything, forgive them that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespass. Well, I thought when I got saved, he forgave me everything. He did. But did you forgive everybody of everything? Well, it doesn't matter what they've done, what they said, how they did to you. It doesn't matter. He said, forgive them. And when we do forgive them, then these other things in our life will start lining up more with the Word of God. And then we'll see things happen in our life to where we, we would like to see them happen. What we've been praying for will come to fruition. Our, our, our soul that we've been getting ready, this is part of that soul that we need to get ready in our life, is get unforgiveness out. That's those weeds. That's those things that grow up and try to choke down the word of God. Is that unforgiveness in our life and what we truly have it? Because how do you know? Well, I prayed to God forgive them. Well, every time you think of that person or that situation, do you still get mad? Do you still, at times, when you think of that thing or that that comes up, what's your first what's your first action? Back out. What do you say first? I don't even want to be around them. I don't even want to talk to them today. I don't even want want to be in the same room with them. You really didn't forgive them, did you? You really didn't do what the Word of God said. Is it easy? No. No, it's not easy. Why? Because hurt and pain is real. Life is real. And it's not easy to do. But we've got to learn to do it. And the only way we'll get to where we can do it is when our faith in God is where it needs to be. When we spend time with the Word of God, with the one that's truly love, right? God is love. God is love. If we truly understand love, then we can truly understand forgiveness. No matter whatever else is going on. But if you do not forgive, this is hard for us to swallow because then we're trying to bring people into into the body of Christ and us Christians that are trying to bring a man that's already here still have problems in their life, don't we? We still have things we work on. Because Jesus said, this is red letter. All right, this is red letter. We all know this Jesus spoken. If you do not forgive them, your father in heaven will not forgive you your trespasses. Mm. Hurts. Well, I mean, that was pre—you know—we'll come up with excuses and we'll say, "Well, that was before Jesus died on the cross, as for His blood." said it doesn't matter. Jesus said it. Jesus didn't say really anything after He died on the cross, did He? Besides going to all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, He told us that, but we don't do that either. But this, we've got to come back and do we got to forgive others. We want our faith to grow. We want our family to be better. We want our own lives to be better. Then we've got to get to a point where we can forgive others as Jesus forgives others. Just like we sing about. Just like we talk about. Going back to Paul. This is part of that stuff that's not easy. Part of it that's not easy. We don't tell people that when they come to, come to know Jesus. Hey, Jesus forgive you. Now you go forgive everybody else. That ain't the first thing we ever tell them, is it? and a lot of times we don't hear it even when we've been Christians for years because we don't do it be hearers of, be doers of the word not hearers only don't go away blind today because you didn't want to do what the word of God says then you're in disobedience and you're still in unforgiveness so i want my faith to grow i want to be pleasing to god I don't want to doubt anymore. I don't want to go through life saying, God, I trust in you and I believe in you, but I don't want to put no more buts in there. they got to go. And and know that God's going to take care of it when, when I'm doing what the Word of God says. When I'm truly doing what the Word of God says. Not trying to skip out. Not trying to just skim through. Not trying to just, well, I'm all right. I feel I feel good today. I feel like I'm, you know, I feel, I feel all right. You ever feel that way? You ever think that to yourself? I'm good today. Yeah, I'm good. Well, guess what? Tomorrow you're not. Because we're all humans, and most of us are emotional wrecks, and we don't want to admit to it. Because we live on emotions. We live on how we feel instead of what the Word of God says. And that goes from the ones that just got saved to those that have been saved for 50 years. Still have those issues. Paul even said, even though he knew all the things he was going to go through, they were revealed to him when he, on that road to Damascus. But he even said later, he said, the things I hate doing, I do. The things I do not want to do, I do. Why? Because of the sinful self that I, the sinful world that I live in, the sinful flesh that I live in. He said, the things that I don't want to do, I do, but the things that I do want to do, I don't do. I deal with that every day. Just because I'm up here preaching does not mean I don't deal with those things in my life or nobody else is up here or you sitting there. That doesn't make it any less a child of God because, again, I'll go back to this. If we could do it without all this other stuff, then we could do it without Jesus. He wouldn't have to decayed. So we've got to get back to where we need to be with Jesus, and that's every day with Him and that relationship with Him, growing in ourself, growing in our walk with Him, Spending that time sacrificing something, sacrificing something, and it's going to take commitment. And and we're going to have to do it. It's going to take submission to Him first and then commitment to Him. True commitment. If you're a child of God, you should be committed this morning. You should be submitted to Him and committed to Him to where you can do these things and not and get past yourself, get past your thoughts, get past your emotions, get past what's happened to you, what somebody said to you or what somebody did to you and get in the Word of God and read it and understand it. That way when we come in here on Sundays and the Word's preached, we'll be doers of the Word. We're doing it all week long and we'll go out from here doing it again. And we won't forget who we are on Monday morning when we're flipping somebody off going to work. We've all been there. I've got a, I've got a, 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 dash camera now. My, my father-in-law got me one for Christmas and I've never had one, but I'm like, it's cool because you can watch YouTube videos and you say, oh, it'll say dumb, dumb driver compilation or something like that. And I like watching them just to see the idiots. I'm like, well, you deserve that. And, and so, so I turned my dash cam on and used to, I wasn't looking for things to happen. I didn't go driving and say, "I hope I see a wreck today." Hopefully somebody do something stupid. I get that on. Like, I wonder what, what if I see anything today? Now I go looking. Now I'm driving. I got my dash cam on. Like, yeah, I dude, I got you on camera now. It cut me off. I've got your license number right there. You wanting something to happen? Not wanting. I don't want nobody to have a wreck or die or anything. But you get that mindset. We're like, well, hey, maybe I'll catch something today with my dash cam. Well, maybe you will. Maybe we'll catch something when we come to church on Sundays is our attitude, too. Maybe I'll catch a little Holy Spirit take with me. Maybe I can come in and look around and see see if something happens today. We don't come in with that expectation, do we? We don't come in with those things. But faith. Faith is hearing by the Word of God. And then going out and doing what the Word of God says. Building our faith up each and every day. So show others that we can live by faith. That the things in this life, when they come and they, and they tear us down and, and bring us down, does not just destroy us. And they can see a difference in us and they can somebody else that doesn't have any hope. And then they can find hope through that and see Jesus through that. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand this morning. Again, if Jesus is not Lord of your life, then today is the day to start that walk with Him and that journey with Him to where you can learn how to walk and grow in faith. To where, When you read the Word, you understand it and know Him in your life and know that He's Lord of your life and know that when you leave this world, your eternity with Him is going to be in heaven and not hell. There's no more sugarcoating it. There's no more beating around the bush. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. And that's it. So let's not walk through this life wondering, well, I'm, what am I doing? Well, if you don't know, then we need to pray. Then we need to, and you need to pray and invite Jesus into your heart this morning. So whatever it is, if you've got a need this morning, if you need prayer for salvation, if you need to come, just pray at the altar. We'll pray with you and, and let God work and move in your life this morning.